Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Is Derek around? Yeah, Derek. Yes. Jeez. Hello, James. Yeah. How you now, doing? You have to forgive my voice. My kids yeah. got me sick. Oh, I just love this. Yeah. Sounds sexier than usual, though, so congratulations to everybody. I do kind of like it better. It sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We keep it like that? No, I wish I could. I wish I could get rid of my nasally drone. You can't do anything about my looks, but, I mean, you know, this is a step in the right direction. Yeah, okay. Well, so what do you think? DeSantis jumped in. It's shocked. I'm still shocked. Of course, it's the, the one of the most telegraphed punches in all of human history. I wasn't surprised, but you no, know, he's in. He raised what eight point three million dollars in twenty four hours, a new record by a lot. It's huge. There's clearly an appetite to hear what he has to say. It doesn't mean that that loyalty or that uh, donations will turn into loyalty or anything like that. He's got to deliver the goods. But there's certainly a, a lot of people out there who. Say they'll vote for one person and then say, but I would kind of like to hear from somebody else just to make sure. It's uh, before you get serious with your girlfriend, you go, you know what, I'm going to go out on a date. I'm not, we're not official, we're not committed. Uh, I'm going to just maybe go to this uh, cocktail reception with this coworker of mine just to, just to make sure. And then, uh, you know, you, you you give it a shot. So I, it'll be curious to see how it shakes out in the coming months. It's weird because every we're such an immediate society. I think the microwave really ruined our culture because we expect everything inside of a minute, or else it's an outrage. Um, there's a great comedian who talks about you know you sit there and you yell at your phone about how long it takes to get a text message when you see somebody doing it. It's like it has to go to space. And then back down. Like, <laughs> give it a second. Okay, we used to use carrier pigeons. We used to give it to a guy on a horse and hope that eventually it got there. And it's coming to you. It's just going to take a few seconds. Like, my children have no patience whatsoever at all because they're yeah. children. But our nation has become a, a nation of people with zero patience. But nothing has to be decided. We're not even going to have a vote in Iowa until January. So... Uh, there's no rush. Well, we shall see. All right, we have some lighthearted stuff too, and I have a question that I have been asking people, and I've given, I've given the, the staff here advance notice to get their act together. Uh-oh. And so I'm going to now lay the question on you. It is, and I didn't know that this thing's been around since the 1990s. I mean, this is so lame on my part, because you know I just I hear about stuff like this really late, apparently. Mm-hmm. Okay, so lately, I've been deluged with with questions about what do I know about one of them has to do with love languages. Okay, and so Derek, I'm going to just pose the question to you: What is your love language, Derek? 
What the hell's a love language? Maybe oh, I just hate too much. I don't know. You don't know what a love language is. Scott like, will explain it like to you. Like French? Something like no. that? Well, I guess in a certain way that could be uh, French could qualify. Um, Diego, you've already had the, the question in advance. You've had time to think about it. What is your love language, Diego? What would be your love language? My love language is uh, physical touch. And I okay. actually did, um, I downloaded an app and answered like questions, prompts and stuff. And it like came out with, it's like a quiz, you know, and came out with the answer. So that was the answer. Wow. The guy this goes is, right for the goods. Of course. There's a, yep. I did, see, <laughs> you see, there's a, there's a, apparently an app for this now. All right, Aubrey, your turn. What is, you've had time to think it over. What is your, Love language. I already um then we already I said um well without knowing them I said money but <laughs> is money a love language? Okay, there's words of affirmation. <laughs> yeah, I like gifts, that. quality so, time, gifts, yeah. acts of service, and yeah. physical touch. Yeah, so that would be that would be but see all these seem interconnected because the gifts would lead to the acts of service, and then the physical touch is is the ultimate result. But from the gifts, that's not the way that this is supposed to work. What your it's, love? It's language. not the yellow brick road to getting you in bed. Hey, I'm I'm, I'm, multi, I'm multilingual. <laughs> <laughs> now, when we first posed the question, the only one of us in the crew that knew this thing was Scott. Well, Scott, Scott, was yeah. just, Scott was just like, boom, yeah, of course I know this. So Scott, your love language again and is, is a touch. Yours is touch. But you can have more than one. But yes. So then, what's your secondary I, love? You, you, I don't know. I, I'd have to read them. See? Why'd, you, why'd you get on me? I, I told you. Like I gave you mine. Okay. Nobody's picking acts of service. That's what, like, they, they might as well get rid of that one. Well, all right. I, I kind of I, I was leaning towards acts of service actually because that would be like. Doing the dishes, cleaning up, folding oh. laundry. Only, yeah, some that doesn't cost no, money. Every once in a while, that'd be nice. Yeah, it is. You only do that no. to, to for like get to, to build points up to get to, to get the other stuff. No, try being married. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is all transactional, according yes. to yes. It's uh, yeah, Aubrey says this is all transactional. All right, we're going to come back because there's another part to this that I have to ask later on. James Golden, a.k.a. Sterling. It's our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Are you speed know. wagon? We're no no yes. Tina Turner? Where's Tina? We played Tina Turner during the week. Hey, Derek, did you think uh, the Aria Speedwagon singer was Irish for the longest time? I honestly never it's, thought about him. It sounds, doesn't he have, like, sounds like he has an Irish accent? But you never heard A little bit. A I little just, bit. I always thought he was Irish. He's not like Billy Bragg, though. Normally the <laughs> accent goes away, and Billy Bragg's accent gets even worse. Right. I think you just ruined Argo Speedwagon for me. <laughs> <laughs> Good grief. Don't it reminds me of It reminds me of theater girls when I was a theater major who make point of enunciating words improperly to make an impression. Together. Just no. <laughs>
No. Flashback. Every word I see. What? You guys. What you can't Can make up for with talent, make up with a gimmick. Uh, I'm going to play the bagpipes. I want to keep on loving you. And if you... Your love language... No matter what you call about today, I'm going to ask you about your love languages. And then there's another one that we have to do a little bit later that's kind of related to the love languages. All of that and more. It's our Saturday morning radio extravaganza here on WABC. Do not go away. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. I see. The Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Now, here's James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, on 77 WABC. Yeah, you know, uh, Scott, this is the one you said you didn't know anything about. This, this is Whipping I Post. do not know this. When is this from? What's it from, Diego? Allman Brothers. When, when is it from? It's from back when. It is from The reason 69. we're playing it. The reason we're playing it today, May 27th. 2017, Greg Allman, a founding member of the Allman Brothers Band, died, age 69. <coughs> and this is one of their huge hits. Sorry that you didn't know it. Whipping Post. Okay. Oh, I have heard this. Oh, now you know it. Okay. I've not heard it. I think it kind of sucks. <laughs> kind of Almond Brothers kind of It's sucks, like a quintessential huh? 70s garbage where they just, I don't know. Okay, maybe, maybe that part sounds familiar, but no, musically it doesn't do it for me. Good grief. It's like the great fun to play Dead. live with Everybody gets a solo, everybody plays, everybody. Okay, we get it. I paid a bunch of money to hear you. Yeah, they're kind of musicians, so they do play. No, but I mean, play everybody a song. gets a solo. Go, hey, look, I, here comes the, the bass solo. All right, we get it. All right, everybody's drunk or high. You can get away with this crap. But. I just, I, you just amaze me. Thank it's you, like Almond a Quentin Brothers. Tarantino movie, okay? It's a great movie. There's a great movie in there. There's just two other crappy movies stuck in there as well. <laughs> Cut it down. We don't need to see 15 minutes of Brad Pitt driving the car in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. We get it. He's driving somewhere. Get him there. With the, the, all the long solos and everybody. We get it. You're guitar players. Congratulations. Get to the point of the song, okay? Cause you're John Travolta, dan- da- John Travolta dancing for 20 minutes. That's oh, what the man. movie's about. In, the in movie Fiction. wasn't about Brad Pitt driving. No, I'm talking about in Pulp Fiction. Oh, well. Pulp Fiction, uh, the first time I saw uh, Pulp Fiction, I actually turned it off. 
in the first 15 to 20 minutes. And then it took me a year or two, three, I rewatched it, and I'm like, wow, this is a really great movie. Because there was somebody there who could tell Quentin Tarantino, you got to tighten this up, you got to edit it down, you got to, and all the scenes in there matter. Whereas his most recent movies, look, I'm I'm not defending Harvey Weinstein, but he could say a three and a half hour movie is there's there's like a good two and a half hour movie in here. Why don't you find it now? Nobody can tell Quentin anything, so they just. Kind of let him do what he wants to do. The same is true with a lot of the 70s music. All right, I've got a solo. Well, I've got a solo, too. Oh, well, come on. Solo. This is... All right, well, let's all just do our solos. Like, do, does this song need three solos? Does this song need to be 18 minutes long? Yes. Probably doesn't. Yes. Yes. Hmm. That's what it was a great change from the three and four minute records when you could actually I'm hear all people play. I'm all in favor play. of a song that okay. has something to offer for, for 20 minutes. But if it's the same thing and it's not even lyrical, it's just somebody going, oh, here comes my solo. Oh, here comes my solo. All right, we can, do it live. Do it live, but don't put it on the record. Don't put it on the radio. Okay, so here's the second question to the first part of your love language. Derek, what is your emotional bank account? <sighs> Overdrawn. Look, I... <laughs> Everybody else, know what can, it, I gotta go last what, on these, James. Do, Everybody okay, else knows what the okay. hell you're talking about. I have okay. no idea what you're talking about. You, and suddenly, I tuned into Oprah. What the hell? This is not Oprah. Well, I get hit with this close to Oprah. I, I don't Diego's, know. What, Diego's googling it right now. I know, Avery. Avery, quick before you before he googles the answer. What is your emotional bank account? And I'm sorry, once in a while, I call you Aubrey. My thing gets messed up in here. I know it's Avery. What's your emotional bank account? Why you want to go all fast and not give me a chance to prepare? Everybody else is like click clacking away at the keys. <laughs> Every In fairness, quick. I'm lazy enough not to look it up. I'm just waiting for somebody else to answer, and then I'll figure out what Avery, it is. quickly, quickly, Avery, quickly. All right, uh, Avery, what is your emotional bank account? What's my emotional bank account? Um, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, are you looking for like the definition of what an emotional? Yeah, what bank is account? an emotional bank account? What is it? What, what what's the what whole concept it? behind an emotional bank account? I guess how, how much you, how, much, how open you are, like how vulnerable you make yourself to a, to a, another person. So I guess I'm what I don't know, halfway full. I'm, I'm not. I'm not overdrawn. All right, Scott. What is your emotional bank account? I don't, I don't know this one. Um, <laughs> Nobody knows this stuff. Right. <laughs> Why don't you tell us what your emotional bank account is, James, and then we'll go from there. I don't have. uh, uh, Diego, you didn't answer the question. You started Googling it. What is your emotional bank account? Well, on Google it says an an account of trust instead of money. So, I mean, I I got faith in people. I got trust in people. What does it say now? What does it say? It's what? Okay, an emotional bank account is an account of trust instead of money. It's an account based on how safe you feel with another person. Oh, so it might be on a person-to-person basis. Okay, so that's an, that is an emotional bank account. Okay, so here's the thing. What The thing is that an emotional bank account is supposed to be what happens in a relationship. See, I'm learning this stuff late in life, very late in life, right? And so what happens is you put things in it. Those are the deposits, the good things that you do. Like, Derek, you washing the dishes for your 
for your wife and you're so sweet to her and that goes into the good stuff. That's the deposit. It builds up. Now, when you become the nasty SOB that you really are, mm-hmm. right, that's yeah. where the withdrawals happen because she's looking at you and she's like, who the, what how did I, I done with my life? What's right, plan? exactly. And those are the withdrawals in the account. And the relationship supposedly, look, this is all theory. I'm just learning this stuff. And supposedly what happens over a period of time is that if you keep putting stuff in and you keep making deposits in the emotional bank account, you know, life goes well. For Avery, that means you get the, you know, you get the, the prize. And you know what we're talking about, Avery. We know all this you, stuff. You, you just put a name on it. Like, like guys who go through life know all this stuff. You just yeah, put labels you, you on stuff. Don't be a jerk, and good things happen. All this is this is called this is called water under the bridge. Yeah, that's what this is called. Water yeah. under the bridge. You do something bad. We got enough water under the bridge to get past this, right, this honey? Is Silicon Valley Bank. That's all this account? is. <laughs> <laughs> the bailout. Where's our, where's our federal bailout? Let's see. Get somebody on the government to come and do my dishes. This is a terminology thing, man. Well, this is the new term. I get hit with this stuff, so I'm hitting you with it. I've been getting hit with this stuff. I hit you with it, okay? And you what guys are, don't know either. Where are you either. getting hit with this stuff? Who's... Oh, don't worry about it. I just get hit with this stuff. <laughs> just get hit with it. And I don't know what this stuff is. I keep. Am I the only one? Am I the only male on earth that doesn't know what these things are? Hey, man. Go... And I'm... Go to a football game, man. Stop hanging oh. out where. Stop hanging out wherever you're hanging out. Go to a football game or a basketball game or something. Okay, <laughs> you guys have restored my faith in manhood. Because you guys don't know either. Poetry recitals. Goodness. Okay. W. <laughs> Emotion. Um. Yeah. WABC Talk Radio seventy seven. You know who this is. I hope you're not going to make any wisecracks about this song. Owner of a lonely heart? Yes. Who is it? Yes. Yes. It's yes. I understand that. I'm thinking of... Yes. Yes is the predecessor to Asia, right? There's some connection there? Yeah. Aren't they progressive rock crap? This was this was practically this was mainstream. Yeah, this album has some great rock on it. This whole album is is incredible. Call this rock? It's rock. It's pop. It certainly charted on the top. Well, Billboard. And it was a great production. Oh, Rhonda! Rhonda's caught Rhonda has weighed in. She wants us to know it's called the Love Bank. That's it's, it's that's another name for it, another term for it. Thank you, Rhonda. Is it, Rhonda the one that's, that's bringing no, this stuff up Rhonda to me? No, Rhonda didn't bring James, this up to me. If you're talking about banks, the Spank one is now. Never mind. The Spank Bank. Men, men will have make a lot more deposits than that. We're coming back, ladies and gentlemen. Right after this, don't go away. Saturday morning radio extravaganza is in your ears. Now, here's James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, on 77 WABC. 
Oh, this is just for you, Derek. You love the 70s, so we're just going to jam it. Not 25, you know, the original Light My Fires. They made two versions of it. Why? Because nobody needs to hear five minutes of organ solo. (laughs) Really, the only difference. Well, you were just the anti musician, I tell you. Did you ever go, you know what this song needs? More organ. What does it need? (laughs) More (laughs) organ. Did anybody ever say that? You know what? Give me more organ. Yeah. It's a great intro. But after like three minutes of just the musical interlude in the middle of the two stanzas, you go, all right, enough already. The live version is even longer. Let me see what I'm getting another message here just because. Oh. Just because I'm willing to say what poor people l- are thinking but are afraid to say. doesn't. Not pe- pe- most people are not thinking this, Derek. Everybody. Poor ladies, except maybe for Scott. His wife, at least he knows the love language, just because your staff doesn't know. I still have faith in the male gender. Not all are clueless as you bunch, as yeah. you lot. We, we're not okay. all following Marianne Williamson. We're not all in the midst of we <laughs> cover our bodies with crystals. And did we know, know what this hippy dippy crap you come across when reading Ms. Magazine is? Doesn't I don't read Ms. Magazine, and I where, never have. Wherever you, where did you get this from? Huffington Post. I'm not at liberty to divulge it yet. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> what does that mean? O- Oprah this Magazine or something, wasn't it? It was from O Magazine. I don't read O Magazine either. Uh, Do you have a guilty pleasure, Bo? <laughs> Do I have what? Is that why the the source of all this information? Maybe it's a guilty pleasure. No, I don't. I, I don't even understand what that means. Okay, please. That sounds like something you did guilty pleasures. I don't know what that means. Okay, Chicago parents. Yeah, you can Chicago, tell the guilt level by the quickness with which he changes the subject. Yep. Chicago parents are fuming. Migrant children are allowed to enroll in schools. This is in Chicago. Hey, Derek, did you know they haven't? You, you know that this weekend, last last Memorial Day weekend, nine people killed. There were over fifty shootings in Chicago. So you know what they're doing this year? The 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 governor of Illinois and this new mayor there, they're they're gonna deploy thirty peacekeepers, peacekeepers. Problem solved. Yeah, I peacekeepers. Oh. They're not. I don't think they're gonna wear the little blue helmets like the UN peacekeeper guys do. <laughs> they should, as long as they've got a whole bunch of gauze. But that's what they're gonna do to try to stem the violence in Chicago. Well, Chicago parents are furious. They're not only uh, footing the bill to house illegal immigrants, but school districts are now allowing, in Chicago, allowing migrant children, that's what it says in the story, and yeah, you can find it on the Daily BS, to enroll with no health records at all. No health records, despite... The fact that Chicago is one of those uh, uh, cities, blue cities, that has strict COVID rules. Children have to be vaccinated. I bet it's not just COVID rules. I bet they have a whole bunch of requirements for vaccines. Yes, like most schools do. So you have to get your your kids have to be vaccinated and you had to go get that COVID vaccination. 
But those people that are swarming through the borders, no worries. Oh, you, you don't have health records? Ah, that's all right. Come on in. Democrats will fight harder for people in this country illegally than they will for the Americans who vote for them. It's a sad commentary, but it's true. This is astounding. I don't know how much longer the... the how, do you think that when Democrats hear this stuff, you know, oh, Derek, I got to ask you about that case down there in Anne Arundel. That's near you, where these four apparently... This I, I still don't understand this. This happened earlier in the week. Apparently, there was one of these deals in school. Somebody took off somebody for some money. The guy went, got his money back, uh, took off a guy's girlfriend for some money, 30 bucks or something like that. And they show up at his house, two kids, two adults. They want to fight the kid. The kid says, I'm not fighting. The parent comes out. They beat the parent to death. They smashed this guy's head into the concrete over and over again. And then they say, oh, she's bleeding. You better call 911. They were smashing his head in even when he was unconscious. This happened earlier in the week. And still there are no arrests made. And this is, this is out of control. Have you been following that case at all? This is, this is close by you. I, I am aware of it. I haven't been following it. It's one of those cases that it's disturbing to follow. It's disturbing to find the details and, and even more details and the latest details and then the dragging of the feet and the what the hell is going on. It really does not reaffirm your belief in humanity and your, your love of humanity. So I I try not to follow these things too closely because you do. You end up sitting there pulling, pulling your hair out. Going, what in the hell is wrong with people? And why? How am I a member of this species that could do this? I, I don't get it. I'll never get it. That's a good thing. And uh, you know that they're not. A, they should be in prison for the rest of their lives already. They are not. It's, there, are, there are no arrests. It's a no, week ago. They know, and they no mean, arrests have been made. The, they the, 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 right. They have. They have, on video. They have some of it on video. 43-year-old father, Christopher Wright, outside of his home, teenage son's bullies, the bullies came, and this, again, is over a $30 when that, some student, this is in is middle that, school. Is that a cat purring? Yes, it's a kitten. Just making sure. Okay. That's your cat? Yes, one of them. He was either going to jingle wow. running around my legs, or i pick him up and pet him. To keep him from jingling. I didn't think the purring would be as detectable. There, he's gone. It's detectable. And Scott knew exactly what it was because he... Could had also little... be all the ladies out there hearing my sexy cold. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Hey, what, what, what happened to the guy who got beat to death, man? He's dead. He's still dead. Last time we checked. They beat him to death outside of the house. Ooh, is that your cat? Yeah. <laughs> Lighten the mood. He just jumped off of my man just that fast. Yeah, I mean, this is just, no, this is crazy. It's horrible. And we should have the death penalty. There's, there's certain things that you just do where if human beings are apparently capable of doing it. You look at them and say, you, you don't deserve to be alive anymore. Because if you believe that this is it, if you're an atheist and death is the end, then the 
worst day alive is better than the best day dead because you know you don't exist if you believe there's an afterlife and a heaven and a hell then the worst day alive is still better than the best day in hell so let's get these people on their way you know i tend to agree with you i mean this is just horrific and i still can't believe that no arrests have been made in this case whatsoever all right, here's another one for you guys. This is uh, another one that I came across. Now, this wasn't in O Magazine, and this wasn't in whatever else, uh, whatever you read, Derek Miz or whatever the it's thing in you... AARP or whatever you subscribe. I don't know what... This is in the New York Times. The New York Times, worse, okay? It's in the New York Times. O. I'd rather subscribe to O. <sighs> Go ahead. All right, this is in the Ethicist column. There's a column about ethics. In the New York have. Times? In the, the New York Times, section. believe it or not. The irony no. section. <laughs> the irony section. Okay, here's the title, and here's the headline. Avery, you're up first with this one. My husband flies first class and puts me in coach. Uh, Is that fair? My husband loves to travel and always either pays for or gets an upgrade into the first class cabin. When we travel together with our children, Derek, this is so right up your alley. It is not, when we, go ahead. Yeah, because you have a wife and children, and I could just see you flying in first class and putting the kids and the wife in coach. I'm right? six foot five. I got a lot of legs. Okay, gotta... and here come the excuses already. But I'm six foot five. I wouldn't do I... it. I would never do it. I would never do it. Even though, I promise you, Let's if all it talk... were available, and they're like, hey, we got an upgrade for free... And uh, my wife would go, "Why don't you take it?" Because she would go, "You know, you're just six foot five. You're gonna, you're gonna." And you would do it. And you would do it. It would be rude not. Oh, if she insisted, it would be. (laughs) All right. right. When we travel together with our children, he buys himself a ticket in first class and puts us in economy. That's what I wouldn't do because I'm too cheap or poor. But that's beside. (laughs) Who's paying for the tickets? He is. Of course. They are. Marriage is a partnership. It don't sound like it. <laughs> yeah, no, he probably brings it in. Hey, look, we both get there at the same time, if I, and I'm paying for the tickets. <laughs> Boom. He, <laughs> he even did this recently on an overnight flight to Paris. He oh, justified. <laughs> I still, I, I'm still on his side, but, man, that's bad. He took his wife to Paris. He took the family to Paris. He justifies. <laughs> you get to go to Paris and you're going to complain? Exactly. Okay. But I understand it because I wouldn't want to travel. Look, if if I'm traveling first class, then whoever's with me, you know, you know, come on. Thank you. He justifies flying alone in the first class cabin because of the cost and the fact that our kids, 10 and 16, might feel alone mm. if I were to travel in first with him. Oh, the kids travel with him too. The kids, yeah. Oh, and so the, the kids, kids got... they feel alone, and they might wander off to where they're on Definitely. a plane. Like, oh, can't the kids the are kids on a plane. Alone. They might wander yeah. outside. Yeah. So the wife should be with the kids. They're t- twelve and sixteen. Now, come on. So you, the kids are going to fly economy. You can't afford all four of them to fly first class. So somebody's got to stay with the kids. Somebody got to stay with them kids. What do you think? Hell Would no. you do it? Hell no. Look, the kids are on the plane, all right? You can you could be a total jerk and go, 
Now they're the stewardess's problem till we land. <laughs> and both adults go into uh, first class. You could raise your kids right so maybe they could behave themselves on an overseas flight. And you could do that, too. But, no. Can he not afford the, the, the first class ticket for his wife? I think he And for the could. two kids. No, no, no. no. Not for do the you kids. know how much it costs the, these days listen, to go first class? Look, the ki- the I, kids don't have a shot of getting the first class. I'm talking about the wife. The kids there are, are certain not things where, like, if you go to a, a Caps game here in D.C., the first two rows for, like, 500 bucks, you get the VIP treatment. It's all food and all drink are included. And, you know, you can go dr- absolutely crazy. And I almost did it once, right before my wife gave birth to our first kid. Like, is it going to go? Something, I did something good or something good had happened. I'm like, right, maybe I'll go to this thing. And a friend of mine who's a fan of hockey couldn't go to this game. I ended up not going. And my wife said, I'll go. I'll go with you. And she's, like, seven months pregnant. I said, no, you're not going down there. And it wasn't because, you know, the hockey game could be fine. No, it's because if I'm going to pay 500 bucks, I'm crawling out of there drunk and stuffed. And my friends are crawling out of there drunk and stuff. And if you're pregnant, you can't drink. So if you can't exploit it, it's like we had a late lunch, but I'll go to the smorgas. I'll go to Fogo de Chao with you. No, that, no, that, you're, you're going to not eat for two days if you're going to Fogo de Chao with me. You're going to make it worth your while. Hey, but don't you think a little of that was she, that she didn't want you to have a we, good time? We, <laughs> <laughs> we got to take a break. We're coming back. Don't go away. That's what I'm saying. I'll fly to Jupiter in first class. Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Now, here's James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, on 77 WABC. You can dance, every dance with the guy who gives you the eye, let him hold you tight. You can smile, really Lewis. The Drifters. 1960. Heavenly birthday for Rudy Lewis, born May 27, 1935. The Drifters. This was a number one hit, 1960. Boys, songs were so innocent. Sounds abusive to me. No, well, this was back, you know, when this was back in the days when men, you know, I mean, they had to beg women. And women were, you know, had the upper hand. So, yeah, we go to a dance. You can dance with everybody else, darling, but just don't forget. You're coming home with me. Save that last dance for me, please, please, please. Says, I'm going to go to this dance with you. But I'm gonna dance with everybody but you. That was the way it was back then, bro. Was it? I mean, women. You know, I mean, guys held had women on a pedestal. Women could do, you know. I don't know if that's a pedestal or if their men are just a doormat. Mm. You can abuse me, but as long as you dance with me at the end, I'll drive you home. Like, no, you, you catch a cab. Catch a cab. I'll see you around.
See, that's not putting deposits in that love bank or whatever that thing is. You that's know, that's it, not how you put a deposit in the love bank. It sounds like she's running over to the ATM machine emptying out the <laughs> love bank pretty quickly if she's like, all right, thanks for bringing me to this dance. I'll catch you near the end maybe. I'm going to go see if I can't find something better to do. <laughs> all right, one last thing, one last of the lighthearted stories for the day, and this is another travel story. I work all week to find these things. Scott has some good stories coming up later in the show, don't you, Scott? You think you think so? Yeah. At least it's not an insurrection today. Okay, a woman sparks an uproar after revealing she asked that parents that were traveling uh, behind her to not, they had already done it once, is the bottom line, and then they were going to do it again. She says, please, don't change your kid's stinky diaper on the tray. Go to the bathroom. Don't change it, and the, and the parents of the this 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 baby, they changed it on the on the tray, and she's getting you know blasted. And she says to them, "Okay, would you please not do this? Just go to the bathroom and change your kid's diaper." And they yelled at her, and they told her she didn't understand how difficult it was to be a parent these days, et cetera, et cetera. And she complained. She finally complained to the flight attendant. And the flight attendant ended up agreeing with her. But still, she said that she had to question if she was the a-hole, if she had every, you know, if she should have said something about it or just let it go. So you're traveling on the plane, um, Derek, and you're in first class. Your wife and the kids are in coach. As it should be. <laughs> and some person's changing the diaper there. Yeah. Do you did did your wife say something about it? Do you do you do you say something about it or do you just let it go? I think there's a middle ground of dirty looks. You can draw attention to something without saying, Hey everybody, look at this. You kind of look around everybody and go, and you get everybody to scorn them. Because it's not, if they did it to my tray table, I'd be like, what are you doing? No. What are you doing? But they're doing it to their tray table. Um, sanitizing either works or it doesn't. And, um, you know, if if they're going to give themselves, get themselves sick, that's, that's on them. If they want to do that where they eat, it's that uh, they'd better be thorough I might say to the the stewardess, or you, uh, the flight attendant. Sorry, I'm not allowed to say that word anymore. I might say to the flight attendant, you might want to, I don't know, give that tray table a silkwood shower over there. So <laughs> point that out a little bit to somebody else, but um, and have it be overheard. At gotcha. Time. Happy you Memorial go to the bathroom Day. And tr- you ever go to one of those bathrooms? You think you, it's tough enough to to go to the bathroom yourself, let alone with a, a child trying to change. A diaper I hear that bathrooms. too. We're out of time. We got to go, Derek. Happy Memorial Day! Thank you, my friend. Thank you, James. Happy Memorial Day to you guys too. We'll be back, ladies and gentlemen. The second hour of our Saturday morning radio extravaganza continues right after this. Do not 
go away.